That joke, yeah. Okay, but this frees her up tonight to go out with Million Dollar Taylor. So there they are having oh, a nice hey, drink yo, on the I hope you enjoyed it, this drink. I didn't roofie it. God, a lot of movies we watch, people get Mickeys in their drinks. Yeah, she got, you know, the thing is, she got slipped a Mickey, but it, all, it made her high. Like, she was right. happy the whole night. She, she, like, she so could wait to take her clothes it was, off. It wasn't malicious. Huh. Things are different back then. This is such a different world, Carl. You're so right. I can't imagine this <laughs> nightclub. I can't imagine uh, King Kong on stage. I can't imagine any of this shit. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? Get to see Giant Ape, eighth wonder of the world. Oh, there's only seven wonders of the world, yeah, mister. Not, a, uh, not anymore. Checked out the local news. Extra, extra. Mid-afternoon yeah, extra. edition. Say, word on the street is you've got an eighth wonder. Step right this way, pal. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's it to you, pal? You kind of an eighth wonder lover? What are you, one of them wonder lovers? <laughs> what do you call? <laughs> oh, I just think Pico, Matu Pico is lovely. That's all. Yeah. Don't yeah. get sore now. Uh, just... <laughs> who doesn't marvel at a pyramid? Okay, buddy. Okay. I'm just kind of messing your chops. Yeah. What, you got beef, pal? <laughs> the eighth wonder of the world in this now, yeah yeah it, it's the real mickey now million dollar taylor says i'll loan you a thousand dollars why don't you come by my apartment i have lots of cash there and we'll pick it up so she says okay and he gets there and no, says here i want bring another this. friend a broker friend huh. to try to get me to invest in a refrigerating plant interesting i wasn't interested this is foreplay back then. <laughs> well, this isn't... In a second, it's going to go down. So, yes, this is Oh, wait, she is drugged out. There she is. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, boy. You know the director did that to say it's a sloppy story. Look at her, man. She's really... Yeah, she's unconscious and he's kissing her. Oh, there you go. A little trigger warning on this film. She's just like... It's like... Some sort of morphine thing. She's just like, oh, so she's like, no, no, but it's gonna be yes. She's got her husband. Oh, here's a silhouette of it. Oh, and then we Uh see the gown get tossed. Oh, something gets dropped on the floor. Waiting for the other shoe to drop. That's a bra. That's her bra. Hey, yep. Any hose? Any hose? Yeah, no any hose. That's the right arm. What else? Bracelet. She's a two-legged girl. Here we go. Full shoulder nakedness. Yeah, above the shoulder nakedness. Uh-oh, here comes the dress on the floor. And three, two. Boom. Ooh, panties. Yeah. You can tell from the skin marks on it. Oh, silhouette. That's their slip. Oh. She's fired? Yeah, here's your pink slip. You dropped your pink slip. Don't give me that pink slip. Here's your severance point. Uh, he's wearing his assault uh, tuxedo. Yes, he's out of it. By laying prone, that implies a missionary. Oh, she just, she just had sex. Yeah. E. Unconsensual. Well, she knew what was happening. I guess. Now, look, no. this is a good day for her. Good day for her because she comes down to get $1,000 at a debt. That's great. Only nine thousand. Can you imagine if that $10,000 was 1936 money? That would just yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. 
10,000 now, a lot now. In, uh, $1,000 in 1966 is $10,000 today. So, Wow, $100 million. Well, no, because it didn't, it wasn't until 1970 that the... Inflation flew. Yeah. It's you used but to see still, This movie cost a nickel back then to watch, and to make. Not to watch, to make. <laughs> yeah. So now he's saying... Um, you know, okay, just like you said, okay, uh, that's a thousand dollars. You still owe me nine. And she's like, I don't have it. So he goes, look, million dollar Taylor's a good friend of mine. I know what you did last night. We can easily tell your husband that you cheated. Oh no, not the husband. The movie spots coming back again. This poor husband spurned. Look at Molly. Molly, she's just smoking. You're going to take orders from Molly now. Look at, she realizes Molly's the one who tricked her. She set it up. I was a lure, a bait, a chip. You're right. That's what happens right now. Oh, oh, I was chum. I was bait. I was a wiggling worm on a hook. I was another. And of the sort. I was meant to purchase She's talking to the husband. I want to tell you. I hated those phone calls. I couldn't see her. I was afraid it would ruin your career. Dr. Horror. Dr. Husband of a Hooker. You see her uh, acting. You can tell why she went on to prehistoric women. (laughs) Is his name Dr. Frank? And people would introduce him, Carl, as Dr. Frankenhooker. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Frankenhooker. Now, Carolyn was a great star. She went on to do a movie in 1940, Stardust, as Autograph Seeker. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> Autograph. Do I get a line? No, no line. No, no, no. Uh, I, believe... I can't say, would you please give me your autograph? No, it's implied. It's implied. Got your book. It's implied. Yeah, all right. And Action. I said action. Point, well, I, yeah, I, I, the I'm waiting for the star to give me uh, for me to ask for my autograph. No, you ask him for the autograph. Okay, now check it out. Now All check right. it out. We are no longer in a nice swanky club. No, this is like we're a... in a crappy place, and Carolyn is kind of slumming it. Oh, Carolyn, the sister. The sister. Is she dancing. Well, no. She's just totally, without explanation, out with a bunch of scumbag people. Huh. There she is. Hey! Come on. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Let me back up. There's our hero, May, as a call girl, and she's out with some guy who's like a scumbag in a scumbag club, and she's going to bump into Carolyn. Is she going to say, sis, how can you do this? Right. Okay, here we go. Okay, so this is a weird thing. This undescri- Listen to the sound. I want to be a fan dancer out there in Florida, show. I'm a fan dancer fan, you know. Oh, really? Looks like George Bush. Yes, don't do that. I had measles when I was three years old. Careful. <laughs> what? Yeah, it sounds like uh, George W. and his wife. Laura. This is a hooker, and she's trying to hook, and this guy's just like a, a what's the word? Rube. He's, he's uh, like a he's, not yeah, a fish. He's off the farm, yeah. Yeah, he's a hayseed. Yeah, he's a hayseed, that's right. He's a rubeski. 
He's gonna, hey, she's gonna rub one out. Hey, what are you doing with my hat there? Let's listen. He's okay. such an idiot. Let's you listen. like the hat? Uh-huh. Uh, well, you give me your address, and I get home, I'll send you a couple. I have a couple old ones up in the attic. Uh-huh. Well. Yeah, geez, don't do that. Now she runs away with Say, that's mine. No give me that. You gotta huh? chase her. Right into the bedroom. Hey, wait. Well, wait. this is back where it's all. You can see the shadow of the microphone as it moves along the wall in the foreground. I hope that's the microphone we're seeing, the silhouette of. <laughs> Boy, they didn't have Viagra back then. Well, they sure do now. <laughs> oh, they're playing the hat game. There's the microphone. You see it? Yeah. It's done already. What I don't get is, like, does that count as, like, uh, it's not a sin if the prostitutes force you into the room, right? Well, they, yeah, they corralled her back there. I don't know why. Okay, so once again, we're in a scummy place, and so now we're going to have a cat fight. From sister to sister. And then they make a joke because the guy's like, we're going to ruin the joint, this joint's reputation. <laughs> That's a good one. This place is so bad. Ladies and gentlemen, we now present Lucky's Open Mic, hosted by Mike Spiegelman. Thank you, thank you. And I also want to thank Carl for not accepting the uh, host gig, allowing me to. <laughs> you suck. Okay, now, um, the doctor, her husband, oh. for some reason, is, is going to g- end up at this club. Maybe he was called there. I'm not sure how he gets there. Huh. But he's going to show up, and it's not going to be pretty. She's pretty wasted. Oh, boy. Have a drink, pal. She's like a zombie. Yeah, she hates her life. I mean, she's going through it like a... Right, like a zombie. Well, her soul. She has no soul now. She gambled with it. Yeah, listen, if there's a movie called Gambling with Souls, I expect the fucking devil front and center taking souls. I don't want this whimsical, like, oh, it's just an analogy about Metaphoric gambling. souls. Yeah. Okay, now our little whore goes into a room. <laughs> uh-huh. Same room we've seen and before. the guy, I guess, bangs her in there. I don't know why. I think this is where she's waiting to get... One beer. Bang. One milk. Oh, wait. Okay. But this is what it is. Molly, when she became a whore, she had the decency to just run away from home and d- not trick her husband behind. Oh, I see. Okay. So Carolyn is looking for her sister with the husband. Oh, so now they just seated themselves in the CD uh, club with well, the hotel upstairs. For some reason, Molly and Lucky came in. I don't know why. They would be at their club doing their work. Why are they here? Look Brand new girl to dance to you. Hello. Oh, dancing girl. Dancing girl. I got the crew to you. I see you (laughs) dancing at the local gin joint. She's not dancing though. She's putting her legs. You know what I mean? She's doing gymnastics. But she's like lifting her legs up. And uh, I've been trying to pause it, but. Now look, that Lucky is giving Carolyn the eye and making her very uncomfortable. Huh. He's wearing a tux for this, too. Yeah. And I bet you it's freshly laundered. He's a rich businessman. Oh, look yeah. Look at my butt, she says. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. Everyone. Uh, 
She's being right. carried away right. leg by leg. Oh, I can see under her I dress. Am good, I am a stereotype Italian immigrant, eh? Hot the mama. I got to see under her dress. Look at my bush. <laughs> it's 1936. You yeah. know this is growing out of control. Trench mouth. Okay, fight. Another fight. Oh, ooh, that was a good punch. Yeah, it was. That was right in the solar... Bi- Carolyn uh, likes it. They, I think they're just speeding it up. Oh, how drab. A boxing match outside the ring. I guess I'll watch. <laughs> yeah, they're so conditioned you know, to watching like, fights. They're just watching it. Right. It doesn't have anything to do with the plot. We've already established this as a low-class joint. And we've right. seen fights. But the ladies love it because they're... Oh, oh is that a knife? Knife? That's not a knife. What the fuck are you talking about? This is a knife. Crocodile Dundee. Oh, oh no, run away. I've, I've stabbed someone. Oh, now he went into the hooker alley. Hallway. Yeah, he went down hooker alley. Okay, there. I guess he was the date from before. Oh. So, uh, oh he's hiding. Hiding. Molly, I guess. Okay, so Maybe. this must be there. Like, he's like, I'm a doctor. Lucky yeah. sees that Carolyn's alone. He looks like he's straight out of SCTV. He looks like now John Carolyn Candy. likes it. Why? Oh. Do you think John Candy when he would play that kind of character in a tuxedo and? Yeah, he would. He did a uh, what was it? Uh, he hosted. He was like a horror movie host guy. Oh, like, when he was the vampire guy. Yeah. yeah. It was in 3D. Da da da. Ooh. <laughs> John Levitz did something like that on Saturday Night Live. He was trying to hypnotize as. Uh, Hypnotized people. Huh. Okay, so now Lucky is inviting Carolyn, who he doesn't know it's his sister, to her his club. And she's uh. like, Oh, I love attention and money and my sister does that, so okay. <laughs> now she look, the doctor hears a little whorish voice. It sounds so familiar. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, sounds like my wife. Here's yeah, Phil Hartman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or Gary Kroger. Oh, oh, he looked wife. in. She husband, sees him. Wife. Husband. Wife. Husband. Huh. Ah. Ah, close the door. Oh. She's going to hide under the bed or is there that fat guy still under there? He has his heart broke. Yeah, right. Hide under the bed. What are you doing under here? I took okay. gets me off. Now, we are back at a class joint. And Whoa. that joint is can't, can't. You can tell it's the 30s because they're not doing this for the troops. <laughs> oh, there Bingo. God, the 30s, huh? Crazy. So now she's like, it's like the beginning was for May. Carolyn is getting hooked. They're doing the hook part. Yeah. Oh, it's that, that music and the dance number that really entices people. Yeah, We're the Martin music is what hooks me about these places. That that <laughs> pukey sounding clarinet rings. <laughs> it's perpetually right. puking. It sounds like it's a hairball, the clarinet or something. A saxophone, like the, sax, the kind of saxophone that's not sexy. 
<laughs> oh, he's trying to hook her on gambling and she's not buying it. Here, put money on a number. It's my money. Go ahead, it's all in fun. What do I do with this? Put it on a number. All right. Sorry, I lost your money, mister. I'm a nice person. Oh. It's okay. They call. They still call me lucky. Oh, what's this? Scientists claim. This is just establishing that out in the straight world, doctors having a good career. Oh, she's reading about it in the newspaper with a photo. Man, what a waste of paper. Look at how she's drinking. She's drinking. She shot that back like that was early. Jello. It's her morning paper. I know. Oh, it could be the uh, evening sun. It's the no. The it's the morning edition. sun. The late Claritin. Final call. Uh oh. She's tired. She's sleepy. So hey, I guess go. the scummy club is where Frank does a bunch of prostitute bits. I mean, um. Lucky does a bunch of prostitute business. Look who comes in the door. It's Carolyn. And finally, oh, and May takes notice. Oh, no. Do you see how Lucky threw a menu on the floor? <laughs> he, did, he did not want to eat. Get this yeah. out. Chicken fingers. What kind of fucking menu is this? <laughs> this is my joint. We don't do chicken fingers. <laughs> Hi, cool. Can I get you an appetizer combo? What the fuck is that? Oh, that's uh, chicken fingers and uh, egg rolls with uh, popcorn shrimp. Yes. So now Lucky's like, what's the idea not paying off last week? He's like, well, I w- warned you about that raid. I thought we'd be square. And he goes, no, 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 pay me. Oh, there he goes. I got to pay. Oh, you talking about the raid at the beginning of the film? I don't know. I don't think so because that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, no, there's my... Oh, look, I'm out behind. Uh-oh. Look at you. You leave my sister alone. May? May I? Oh, May? yeah. It's too late. I love your mind. Alright, Thank you. Yes, boss. No. Alright. <laughs> what's that noise? It sounds boy? like my sister. The one who's been missing. Well, that's a way to crash a party right there. I know that bitch holla anywhere. <laughs> was that my sister being put to a club? I don't think so. Why did you sit down? He goes, no, it was a, a husband having a fight with us, a woman having a fight with her man, something like that. Yeah. Boy, that's dense. Oh, now she's telling the police everything. Well, yeah, except that she killed Lucky. She's not fessing up that. We're getting to it. We're getting close. You're right about that. Okay, here's Carolyn in the hospital, and she's recovering from an abortion. No shit. Yup. Oh, do they say the abortion word? What did I mean last night? Uh, Something they must don't. Listen, yeah. He is this. Any doctor who would do this. Any doctor who would stoop to, to a thing like this is a disgrace to his profession. Says you. Yeah, doctor. They they just don't say actual abortion, but they say everything about it so that the audience knows. Wow. This film has everything. Now, he's our doctor husband, and he notices it's my sister-in-law. 
Oh no, my career. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm so ashamed. Evelyn, tell me. <laughs> it's all right. Your sister's one too. Really? The sister has one too. No, no, just a yeah, a, a bad person. <laughs> she didn't have a. I don't want to say the word because they don't say it. All right. So she goes down the hall to the left. So this idiot goes to the right. Uh oh, they're in the same hallway. <laughs> husband, wife, husband, wife. What? We've seen this before. She's in there. She just had a you know. Wink, wink. <laughs> really? 1936? She's not this child. Oh, sis. Sissy, sissy, sissily. Oh, sis. sis what Tara. brought you to this lowly face? <laughs> it so, was so poisoning. Clank. Like step, step closer, step closer. I love this. That's from the movie. You come back. Yes, dear. You come back, John. Such acting. Of course, darling. You're more dead air than our show. <laughs> I know. That's the sound of the movie, man. This is before they scored everything. And it was just a cheap production, that's all. Carolyn, right there, she was in King Kong, man. You know why. This acting. I'm here to see a giant ape on the theater. I'm a theater goer. I'm a theater goer, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see the giant ape on the stage. I drove all the way from New Jersey to see this. Cross the bridge. Now, you know that we know the term reefer madness. Right. But there was also one called marijuana in 1934. And that dive restaurant where Carolyn was slumming, that was, that's in that. No way. So I guess this guy just kept reusing his set. Oh, I mean, it must be his house in the diner down the street or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so there was a, a marijuana. I've seen that. I've seen reefer madness. I've seen assassin of youth, which is my favorite. Now, this, Carolyn yeah. is dead. No, really? Yup. Oh. And in May's mind, it was lucky. It was he, did she, uh, who was the, f- how can I put this? Was he the one who, uh. Lucky's the club owner who, you know, said, you owe me $10,000. No, but did he, so, knock, did he knock up her sister? Uh, yeah, or, uh, well, he, I don't know, but he brought the sister into a life in which she got knocked up and had an abortion and it killed her. Okay, so this guy's like, it's a happening again, Nabossa. It is a raid. <laughs> raid? Yeah, the bu- bugs, right? Yeah. So he's like, off to tell everyone. Raid. It's a raid. It's a raid. Chop, chop. Raid, raid. Chop, chop. Uh, All the termites, get in here. Raid. We got a hotel for you. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to check in and then check out. Oh, well. <laughs> no, no, you, you do not. 
Okay. I got some good news and some bad news. You can check in. Yeah, but what's the bad news? He is hiding what? Shit before they gets raided? Uh, too late. Oh, a gun. A gun. Open the door nose. again. The barrel yes. of a gun just came in the room. And then a first person view of the killer looking at him. And the gun. We don't know who the killer is yet. Oh. It's, Holy! Look at that sneer. She is sneering. That's Her nostrils are flaring. She looks like Dick Tracy with those nostrils. Yeah, that's a Dick Tracy sneer right there. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. See, Dick Tracy. It that's is. how I used to talk, like a Gritty Robinson. She goes, "Don't be silly. You wouldn't kill a guy like me." And then, pow. Here we go. He's gonna pow. How did Dick Tracy talk in the serials? He was like, listen, flat top, the law is... I, I don't, don't, yeah, I don't remember. Think I know how... Um, oh. um, I don't remember. I know how Warren Beatty did it. Okay, look, I'm pretend shot! Oh, I know. I'm Those six bullets. He's still, he's still standing. Follow. Uh, oh. There's no blood anywhere. Lucky dead. Lucky yeah. go. And now she's going, I did it. I killed him. Yes, I killed him. I wish I could have done it a hundred times. That's what she says. Well, that was in uh, Gambling Without Souls, Gambling with Souls 2, 3, 4 to 101. <laughs> yeah. My wife has been dragged through a mire of so he's saying, can't you let my wife go? She was obviously duped. And he's, now the district attorney's not mad at her anymore. He knows the backstory, but he's like, it's up to a judge and jury, not me. <laughs> yeah, I would let her go. That's her. Hasn't she suffered enough? No, she shot a man. Yes, there is. You can give me back my wife. It's the story of a man. Nothing. But that will have to be decided by a judge and jury. Oh, damn law. You darn rule of law. Damn rule of crime does not pay. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for the end. Wow. By the door. All right, well, that was it, ladies and gentlemen. Gambling with Souls. Carl, what did you think of the movie Gambling with Souls? I guess I enjoyed it. I don't know. It was a good choice for your film. Lots to talk about. Oh yeah, I guess so. I mean, this, these are classic movies. I know that something Wild Video had it uh, available, and uh, so you know, like during the '80s, people t made fun of these movies. But yeah, it was a pre-code. It was good. It was exciting, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't recommend it. Special show next week, right? Yes. So that's thank you, Carl. We're not going to play a trailer, but we'd love for you to uh, still. Relish the time, because next week, uh, next Sunday, we have a special show with a live audience. We are part of the San Francisco Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Mutiny Radio Comedy nice. Festival, fourth annual, and they're including shows. So we will be doing the most ambitious show to date. We are, listen, I've, my friends, this is going to be epic. We are going to have it's an gonna audience. It's going to be a major party. So listen to this. Carl will be in New Jersey on the phone. Here in San Francisco, we are opening up our studio in our performance space where I will be there on a live mic with an audience and Carl will be on the speaker uh, of the, uh, the stereo and we will be watching a movie projected on the wall with one of the movie creators. So it will be Tim Pizza will be our guest. We'll have a guest. I'll be on stage with him. Carl will be on the speaker and we 
we will watch this movie. Uh, we will talk over it. And then we will watch Rat Fink a Boo Boo, the great, great film from the 60s, which was on our seventh show. And uh, I, when I, I knew about it from Golden Turkey Awards, the Medvit book, and I saw it on TCM, and I just love this film, and it's on YouTube. And it's my favorite bad movie, my favorite good movie. <laughs> Rat think a boo boo. Rat think a boo boo. So that'll be uh, next week, along with Tim Pizza with a with a short. We'll be uh, and we'll have an audience. We already have reservations. If you go to Eventbrite and type in Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival here in the Bay Area, you will uh, see a link and you can reserve tickets. And people have reserved tickets, Carl. Free tickets. Free tickets, yeah. We love a donation. The station, of course, and uh, the station, as part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, have live stand-up comedy shows that will be here in the station, as well as broadcasting as usual, and available as podcasts. And these comedians are from around the country, so it's not just all the good San Francisco comics. It's other comics, yep. yeah. So uh, you should check that out, uh, Carl. Why don't you go ahead and let us know what's going on, and I'll get the end music ready for the show. Okay, so um, March 24, we also have something with the podcast. It's called the Promote Your Podcast Comedy Show, and it's in New Jersey. Sorry, San Francisco. But you could fly here, but I know you won't. So oh, yeah. Mike Spiegelman will be appearing via Skype on this show. Okay, I'm going to try my best to somehow tape that. I don't know what I can – I don't know. I'll yeah. figure it out. Oh, it's going to be true. I'll be live. It's a Sunday. Well, all right. Well, that sounds great. I, I'm looking forward to performing on Skype live to your uh, Scotty's in New Jersey in Springfield. Scotty's Pub and Comedy Cove. Yeah, uh, the gold steakhouse. So, um, well, thank you guys. So next week is our special live show. If you're in San Francisco, we would love for you to be here and be part of the audience. If you're not, check it out. We drop every Sunday on iTunes and other podcast uh, services as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That is our acronym. And uh, we are all over social media. And we're still right. existing. We're here for another week. Right, Carl? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's right. And right. live next week. Live next week. Buy tickets. Uh, yeah, tickets. buy tickets. Come Reserve support tickets. us in San Francisco. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I fucked up again, Carl. Oh, well, thank you still, because that's cool. If, you know what it is? It's entertainment value. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we'll be more professional next week. All right. I can pull my guitar up. Bye. Bye. See you soon. My turn-ons are sad sheets. I like to pee outdoors. You should follow me on Twitter. Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming 
the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. burger mutiny radio thinks you'll find the best burger in san francisco at counteroffer located inside bender's bar and grill counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face tater tots are served daily on tuesday nights counteroffer serves specials off the taco bell menu only better you can enjoy your favorite taco bell item without the guilt counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit special ingredients are made from scratch daily including beans ketchup mustard habanero sauce and ranch dressing counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese all of this great food is served 2 p.m to 10 p.m daily and until 11 p.m on wednesday thursday and friday counteroffer is located inside bender's bar and grill at 806 south van s be sure to tell them mutiny sent you counteroffer baby at mutinyradio.fm it's a great place to listen to crazy things subliminal sf visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind bending local bands and shows at venues all over san francisco and the bay area subliminal sf is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk, rock, and schlock delivers super fun 
fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. <laughs> know anything about it sorry <laughs> all so, on my limited view yes every tuesday from 12 to 2 uh oh you can if you can also find us on apple Podcasts. oh yeah and google play and stitcher itunes oh you already said T- that tune in radio uh stitcher you said that spotify oh my god there's just so many and overcast um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, that kind of sucked balls. My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. 
No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Mutiny Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. person to host this show. Everybody, put your hands together for Justin Lockwood! Keep it going for Pam! Thank you all so much for coming out. It's the last show of the night. Make some noise! We're smoking weed indoors. Yeah! A little bit of a surprise just to start the evening off. Uh, this is actually an intervention. You all need help. <laughs> it's the only way we could do it. This is amazing. Thank you all for coming out to Weed is Legal here at the Mutiny Comedy Festival in San Francisco. We're smoking weed inside. It's a shitty thing that this is a radio show. We need some... <laughs> doesn't translate over the airwaves. Everybody who's listening, you have no idea what this room of misfits looks like. <laughs> um, it's true. Uh, I was raised on a, uh, on a working pot farm in the uh, 80s up in Mendocino by hippie parents. My parents are, <laughs> yes, give it up for my mom and dad, sure. Uh, my mom and dad are real hippies, like authentic 70s hippies. If you want to know what my dad looks like today, just think to yourself, hey, what would it look like if the guy from the Zigzag Papers and Gandalf had a love child? That's what my dad looks like. Still here. Uh, let's see. I feel like we're two months into this year. We're two months into weed being legal. And I feel like we're already running out of things to infuse it with. <laughs> I feel, I feel like we've gone through the, the food, the drinks, the candy, the lotion. I feel like we're running out of shit. My girlfriend and I recently tried weed lube. Anybody else, adventurous lovers? No, just me? That's fine, guys. I'll do this by myself. 
We tried some. That shit is strong. We tried just a little bit. Didn't even end up having sex. Uh, her vagina would not stop talking about this dream it had. Um, super annoying. Got the munchies. I just fed it potato chips all night. It sucked. It's awful. Um, yeah. Costco just announced they're going to start selling weed. No. no, that's true. They are. And it, it really, it really begs the question, you guys, um, how much weed do you really need at one time? I mean, look, I don't want to get all judgy on anybody here, but like if you're buying weed and somebody offers to, I don't know, like help you to your car, maybe that's too much weed. <laughs> Here's what I really want to know. What I really want to know is, um, what is that sample table going to look like? <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, sir, sir, sir. Hi, hi, how are you today? Hi. Would you like to try some Kirkland Kush? <laughs> you want to hit this? It's good stuff. Can you imagine being stoned in Costco? I would lose my fucking mind. I feel like it would be cool at the time, but I feel like I would get home later, sober up, look around at everything I had bought, like, oh, fuck. Okay, 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 okay. The, uh, the 40 pounds of pretzels makes perfect sense, but why do I have a wetsuit and six gallons of mayonnaise? What was my plan here? <laughs> my mom and dad are very upset about weed being legal, but like, uh, as Pam said, that's because they've been selling weed for 40 years, and they just don't like competition, you guys. They just don't. <laughs> Uh, my mom and dad have sold weed my entire life uh, since I was a baby. Uh, I know that for a fact because my birth certificate lists my weight in grams. Um, it's true. It's a, it's a beautiful document, you guys. It really is. It's just, uh, it's just my name, uh, my two little footprints, and my street value. Uh, I was a big baby. I was born at home. It was the only scale they had. It's a true story. Uh, my mom and dad sent my brothers and I to Waldorf School. Uh, if you're not familiar with Waldorf School, that's okay. Uh, it's an alternative school. Uh, it's a hippie school. It's also not really a school. Um, I mean, fine, like, sure, like, technically it's a school, but it's like the kind of school where you can answer a math question with interpretive dance. It's one of those schools, like, I can barely spell or do even basic arithmetic, but oh my god, can I play the recorder. I mean, I fucking own hot cross buns, okay? I fucking own it. I don't really know how money works, but I can make a dream catcher out of pipe cleaners and dental floss, so I'm killing it. I feel like I lost some of you on that one. <laughs> Anybody else, uh, anybody else have kids? Yeah, yeah, just one other sad person. All right, good. Everybody else made better life choices. That's cool, that's great. I, uh, I know some parents that can smoke around their kids. I cannot, I have a seven-year-old boy, uh, and if I smoke around my son, he just fucks with me nonstop. I'll get like really, really high, and then he'll look at me and say like, Dad, do trees have dreams? I don't know, Shiloh, fuck! <laughs> oh my God, I didn't sleep for like three days on that one. <laughs> it's too stressful. Hanging out with a seven-year-old boy is like hanging out with a 
just really loud, emotionally unstable hobo. It's He's just little and sticky and he stinks. I spend most of my time just chasing him around while he screams like, I want a drink! I want to ride the train! I'm sad and I don't know why! <laughs> I, uh, I live in Berkeley now with my son. Anybody else? Berkeley? Thank fucking God. That place has gotten super uptight, guys. Really, really uptight. Every joke that has ever been made about Berkeley is actually the God's honest truth. Berkeley is just a coven of angry lesbians that are all raising their adopted pets to be transgendered vegans. Like, I love it, but it's true. My son's name is uh, Shiloh which is a very straightforward name for us Jews. Uh, some of the names of the other kids in my son's class, though, have gotten entirely out of hand. Like a Berkeley school is the only place you'll hear an announcement that goes, pardon the interruption, namaste, please report to the principal's office, namaste. <laughs> Resist, your mother's here to get you. Resist, your mom's here. Okay, so those two are made up, but this is true. This year, <laughs> my son's desk buddy, like the little kid that sits next to him all year, his name is Kale. K-A-L-E. And don't get, no, Kale is a very, very sweet young man. Very nice little boy. I like him a lot. But I feel super bad for Kale uh, because Kale is going to grow up to be a man one day. And uh, nobody wants to fuck Kale. Just nobody. Nobody wants to yell the words, yeah, give it to me, Kale. You're an animal, Kale. Don't stop, Kale. <laughs> Hippie parents have got to stop naming their children unfuckable names. It needs to stop. No more feather, no more river. I'm pretty sure Kale's little sister is named Arugula. We need to end this shit. It's tough being a parent here in the Bay Area. I mean, I'm sure it's tough everywhere, but you know. Jesus, I am getting high just standing up here. I don't know if I'm gonna get through this set without needing a taco or something. It's, uh, it's tough being a parent here in the Bay Area. Most of my friends work at like big companies in the city. I don't work at one of those companies. Sometimes we go out, I feel left out of the conversation. I've come up with a solution though. Uh, I just never ever refer to my son as my son. Uh, I only refer to him as my startup. Um, <laughs> Not going great, guys. It's really not. It's been seven years, still hasn't turned to profit. Um, you know, ever since I started him with my now ex-co-founder, I, uh, I kind of feel like I'm just dumping money into this thing, and so far the only thing it's developed is like a real attitude problem. <laughs> this is not the joke for this crowd. I have misjudged <laughs> this moment. <laughs> Stuff. I have nothing to fall back on as a parent either. I have, I'm a very different parent than my parents. When your parents, when you grow up like I did and your parents sell weed, like it makes it very difficult for them to punish you in any kind of way, like whatsoever. It's just, you know, Justin, you better get those grades up or you're grounded. Okay, dad, I'll work on it. Wait a second, are you still breaking federal law, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm fine. I think I'm good. <laughs> 
All right, let's see. What do I want to close on here? I feel like uh, I feel like we've gotten to know each other a little bit. Let's get personal. Let's get down to it, guys. Should we do it? Should we do it? Let's do it. Has anybody here ever discovered that they have a sexual fetish by accident? Don't make it complicated, guys. It could be anything at all. Okay, keep it simple. You could be, um, I don't know, you could be, could be eating ice cream, some falls in your lap, and you get a boner. Okay, it could be that easy. I know you might be thinking right now, Justin, that's a weird example, but there's at least two guys here right now who are like, I'm going to try that later. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I discovered one recently. Uh, I was having sex with a girlfriend, like we do. She was on top, but facing away from me, uh, a position that other people might recognize as the one where I pretend you're somebody else. <laughs> She's on top, facing away from me. All of a sudden, she sees her dog in the living room doing something she doesn't like, and she starts yelling, No! Bad boy! Bad, bad, bad boy! And then I come instantly. <laughs> Woo! Really caught me off guard, guys. Really took me by surprise. Even talking about it with you right now, I'm a little excited. It, uh... And the thing is, like, I don't want to talk with her about it. Like, I'm too embarrassed. Like, I don't want to own that one. I don't want to own up to that. Uh, I am teaching the dog to piss on the rug, but I don't want to talk with her about it. Um, which is weird, too, because, like, between the two of us, she is clearly the kinky one. Like, clearly. Like, really kinky. Like, the kind of... Like the kind of kinky where it's almost stressful. Has that ever happened to anybody else? Have you ever been in a relationship or somebody where like if you were in bed together and you couldn't see their hands, you didn't feel safe? Anybody else? Anybody else had a partner where you had to put bubble wrap down on the floor so they couldn't sneak up on you? It's like that. <laughs> All right, guys, we have an amazing lineup of comics tonight. Oh, thank you so much, because I wasn't going to remember anybody's name. I am, I mean, that's par for this show, right? I mean, if I don't have a piece of paper at this point, Jesus Christ, I am baked. I have this weird fear that somehow my seven-year-old son is at home listening to this. Go to sleep, Shiloh. Um, I don't know if anybody else has ever... Uh, had their child uh, find their weed brownie in the refrigerator either, but that's a hard one to talk a seven-year-old out of. <laughs> no, Shiloh, you can't have that brownie. It has medicine in it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you telling me I can get my medicine via brownie? <laughs> I've been getting shots like an asshole over here. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're curing everything with brownies, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I love it when he swears. I really do. It's so funny. The other day he looked at me and he said, you know, dad, nobody speak, nobody get choked. And I was like, I'm a great dad. <laughs> I am killing this parent thing. I wish that wasn't true. All right. Our first comic coming here to the stage. I don't know anything about any of the comics on the show tonight, and that makes it fun for me. Give a big, warm welcome to Brian Bixby. Thank you. Thank you. Good up for your host. All right. It's my first time, first time smoking weed on stage. This feels good. Feels nice. I don't remember any of my jokes, so that'll go well, right? They say, uh, people say weed, smoking weed kills your ambition. But you know, I've gone periods without smoking weed, and um, I'm just fucking lazy. Like, that's, I just found the companion. Ever spend a whole week on the couch just because you bought too much weed? Like, 
you just lay there for a week like you have mono, but you totally don't. Like, <laughs> so you just lay there, and by Saturday, you're just surrounded in empty wrappers and bottles of urine. Like, you, <laughs> couch cushions just smell like beer farts and bong water. You ever? It's great. I think, uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good that weed is legal now, because the worst part about weed it was always waiting for the weed guy, like the guy who would take one full business day to return your calls. Like, that, like I have less patience for a weed guy than I do for an ambulance. Like, if I'm bleeding out. <sighs> I don't know. Weed is, uh, weed is, weed is good. Uh, getting high is, I, I think it's better than drinking. Like it's better, it's better for you. It's, uh, it's safer. You don't do stupid shit. Like they don't have a weed that's like, oh man, this shit right here, this shit will make you steal a lawnmower. Like <laughs> ride it around. It's good. Uh, we, uh, like stoners, we, we never get naked and run around at a party. Like, uh, but I have been known to strip down for some sloppy joes, like, <laughs> occasionally. We don't really, like, uh, like both stoners and drunks bump into shit, but when drunk people bump into shit, they just plow through and they keep going, right? Just, ah, I'm going, like. But when a stone person bumps into shit, they just stand there looking all confused. Like, what was, like, I went, I was at this weed fest thing on 420 and like, I watched this guy bump into a tent pole. And then he stood there for a second and thought about it and then turned around and went the other way. I can't go this way. The path is blocked. It's good. We don't, uh, drunks, drunks have blackouts, but uh, stoners have, wait, what am I talking about? <laughs> so that's fun. I also, uh, I like psychedelic drugs of all kinds. I like magic mushrooms. Yeah. They're always so like enlightening every time you take mushrooms. Like the last time I took them, I spent four hours just staring at a wall. That was it. And then I realized they were shiitake mushrooms and I'm just a boring person. Like that was what I learned. I, uh, I, I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin. Uh, we had a saying in Wisconsin. It goes, fuck, I live in Wisconsin. Ugh. This place sucks. How can we raise our child here, cousin? Like that. A lot of pedophiles in a small town. A lot of pedophiles. All kinds. Uh, I remember I even knew about a pedophile in a wheelchair. Yeah, a wheelchair. How did he do it? Dress up as a race car bed? You tell me. <laughs> How? I've lived in, uh, I moved to, we're s still going over here. It's just kicked in. The laughs. All right. I just, uh, I just moved to, I moved to Portland two years ago. I've been living there, and uh, th that's the first place that I learned about the world naked bike ride. Yeah, I will never do that. Forget it. 
I'm not trying to find out if my ass can deep throat a bike seat. Like, I'm not interested. I hate people in shape. I hate them. They suck. Like, I totally get why joggers are always getting murdered, you know? Like, because fuck them. I'm really out of shape. Uh, like, here's how out of shape I am. Uh, the other night, I was fucking, okay? Um, you got to believe the premise. Come with me on this, please. I was fucking, and at a certain point, I had to fake an orgasm because I was just winded. Like, I was, I was tired. Like, I was just breathing heavy, like, <laughs> and then I just made a face, like, and I got to stop. Like, I wish I knew that in gym class, like, oh, if I just pretend to come, I can stop running laps. Like, it's a good idea. I have cotton mouth. I can't even, I can barely move my tongue. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't, uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in myself. I, uh, well, I just, I know too much about myself, right? Like, I know that I'm a bad fuck. Like, I know that. I'm awful. I hump like I'm trying to move a washing machine by myself. Like, just... You ever move appliances, just hump it across the floor, like, ah! Yeah, baby, I call this two men in a truck. That's what I call it. But you know, women can have multiple orgasms. I know because I read. Uh, that's where I learned that. Here's what I am good at, though. Here's what I am good at. I'm very good at eating pussy. Very good. I work hard. I'm dedicated, okay? If eating pussy was farming, I'm up at 4 a.m. hoeing the fields. Like, I'm out there. I eat pussy like I'm hunting for truffles. Like, I'm good at it. I even take off my glasses. I do. It's special. But then she says something like, oh, put on your glasses. You're eating out the couch cushions. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I, oh, I was wondering why I found 98 cents in here, pussy. This one girl asked me right in the middle of it, she asked me, she said, uh, what does it taste like? That's a bad question. Not good. Because I didn't cleanse my palate, so I don't know how accurate it'll be. I try being nice. I'm like, wow, who made this pussy? Gordon Ramsay? This is incredible. <laughs> Oh, you want the truth? What does it taste like? Um, it tastes like you peed recently. That's what it tastes like. Just a little. But I'm down here because I love you. And because my penis is not that long, so. But let me tell you, uh, it is not that big around either, so don't get excited. I never call it a cock. Can't do that. Sounds too big. Right? Cocks are huge. They have big veins. Like, that's the thing about a cock. It looks like an angry dad. Like, it's, like it's mad you broke a window. Like, <laughs> I 
I don't have that. I prefer wee wee. That's what I have. That's what I feel. I am circumcised. That's uh, that's a good thing. Because uh, fuck a foreskin, right? I don't need that. It's the last thing my dick needs, a slimming hat. I don't need it. Here's why I think it's small. Here's what I think happened. I think it's small because I sleep on it. That's what happened. Right? Like, I think it's supposed to grow at night, but I'm just smashing it down every night. I wake up and it looks like grass where a car has been parked for a year. Like, it's, it's ugly. say something good about myself uh, never underestimate the intimacy of eating ass it's very bonding okay the minute your tongue touches somebody's asshole they instantly know everything about you that's how it works it's like a psychic holding a dead kid's baseball like so wow Billy says hi <laughs> All right, that's all I've got. Thanks a lot. Keep it going for Brian Bixby. You guys having a good time? Welcome, sir. Welcome, Auntie Santa. Every child's worst nightmare just walked in the door. Jesus Christ. Be good or this guy is coming to the house. I have a new kind of parenting technique. That's great. Uh, let's see, we're playing a game now called Justin Looked at the Next Comic's Name literally 20 seconds ago. Can he remember it? Nope, it's Ben something. All right, let's see. It's Ben Harkins! Uh, hey, guys, how's it going? All right, that's pretty good. Uh, so I was going to, uh, I went to a movie a little while ago, and uh, I was too late for the movie. I had to wait like an hour for the uh, thing to come back around. And uh, so I went to the uh, the Dollar Tree. You guys ever fuck with the Dollar Tree? I think everybody should go like to the Dollar Tree like before a movie, because uh, if you spend like $12 on snacks at a movie theater, that's like popcorn and a drink. Uh, if you spend $12 on snacks at a Dollar Tree, like you gotta be out of your fucking mind. Like that is so much candy. <laughs> You're gonna need a bag, backpack. You should put it in the bottom of your backpack, then put a book over it or put a hoodie over it or something. Like those, because uh, those kids at the movie theater, it is their job to look into your bag sometimes, but they're not paid enough to actually like keep you safe so you just they, you know they look and they're like okay yeah it's fine whatever take your skittles we know you have them i love the dollar tree man like that place there's just something about just being surrounded by cheap shit and just knowing that nobody in this place is buying anything more expensive than me. Like all of the shame and the decorum just falls right off of you. It's an oasis from the rat race, man. Like you, like you just saunter around with your mouth open. Don't give a shit, you're not impressing anyone. I'm just leaning into shit really close. Like, wow, they have like three different kinds of scissors here at the Dollar Tree. I wonder which one is actually worth a dollar. Like that, like you can walk into a Dollar Tree 
and get a uh, black mask, black gloves, a kitchen knife, a box of matches, and a Bible for the price of a cheeseburger. Like, you can do some fucking damage in this country. You can work half a shift at Taco Bell, take your earnings, and get famous, and that option is just always available to everyone all the time. It was, uh, it was a dollar treat by the mall, though. You guys, uh, you know how, like, if you go to the mall, there's, like, teenagers, and, you know, they're unsupervised. They're dating now. They don't really, they make out, but they don't really know how to do it yet. Like, it's just what they lack in experience. They make up for with, like, a lot of jaw, a lot of neck. It's really, uh, it's gross. There's no shame in them. I was in the Dollar Tree and there's this like 14 year old couple and they were uh, going at it like way too hard and here's the thing like I don't think they should be doing that in the Dollar Tree. She was like giving him one of these like on the outside of his pants and like uh, I don't think they should be doing that in the Dollar Tree like but also like I'm like a 30 year old man like I'm not even supposed to be looking at this shit right now. Here's what you do, you, you run away. That's what I did. You act like you had something to, in the aisle. I grabbed nine volt batteries. They have two packs of nine volt batteries for a dollar. How's that even possible? <laughs> I, need a, uh, I need the smoke detectors to work in my apartment anyway. Uh, my girlfriend, she's a witch, and uh, she's always doing witch shit when I'm asleep. <laughs> Like, she woke me up at, like, 3 in the morning. She was like, hey, I'm, I'm doing a seance. I'm contacting Cleopatra. I was like, did you blow out the black candles before you came in here to tell me this? Like, because, like, I can, like, I, I said this already. Like, I'm a 30-year-old man. Like, I'm not afraid of spirits, but I can't have, like, unattended sage. So, uh, you know what always gets my dick hard is uh, the music of Stephen Foster. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Stephen Foster is an old-timey, like, 1800s composer from Pittsburgh. He uh, wrote uh, Swanee River. He wrote Camp Town Races. You know, like, Camp Town Races, sing this song, dude, dude, like, that used to be, like, the best song in the world. Like, that was, <laughs> that was the best that we could do. Like, that, because nobody had ever heard music like that before. They're just like, holy shit, dude, uh, dude, uh, like, he's a man possessed. <laughs> that song was famous on both coasts of the United States before there was, like, radio. People used to fuck to that song, man. Like, they... <laughs> people used to be, be... When that fucking doodah, like, first drops, like, that's when people in America first discovered that you can just choke each other when you fuck. Like, that is... <laughs> that's how it goes. Dude, uh, yeah, all right, it's cheap, one more, yeah. You guys, uh, I like, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Little Caesar's Pizza. You guys ever fuck with Little Caesar's Pizza here? I like, uh, okay, it's fine if you don't. I, I, I don't know why I even ask people. I'm gonna tell the fucking joke anyway. Like, I'm, I, I'm here. You guys, I, I love Little Caesar's Pizza because, like, 
they don't try to compete, man. Like they, every other corporate pizza place is trying real hard to convince you that their shit is gold. Like they, I think like there's this slogan like better ingredients, better pizza, and Little Caesars is just like every building that's a Little Caesars. That place used to be a dry cleaner. <laughs> Little Caesar's just like better ingredients for it's just fucking pizza. <laughs> How much are we gonna pay for that guy's pizza? No, don't do that. No. Who's got money for that? Who has money for the Domino's Pizza pizza and you bite into it and look there's another little pizza inside of it. Wow. Instead of crust it's pigs in a blanket. It's so creative. Little Caesars isn't trying any of that. Little Caesars is just like, no, like I'm not going to bring it to you. <laughs> no, you come to me at Little Caesars, you pick up your pizza here, but also you can't eat it here. I don't care <laughs> where you eat it. You can eat it in your car. Little Caesars doesn't have any tables. It's a restaurant with no tables. They, they didn't take like, they didn't give up on selling pizza. They just took the concept of giving up and just turned it into a business model and just started making cuts. They're like, why do we, why do we still need these tables? Get them out of here. You want a table so bad, we gave you a box, didn't we? No, we can keep a chair. One chair, so you can wait for your pizza. But you better not eat in that chair. That's for who's. Have you reflected and have any like feedback on what you hope this show is going to bring today? I've, I've, um, I think that our callers really need to think about the place that they want because it's been so integral, like. I mean, I almost think about like, uh, you know, the seven point, like Anne Bogart's seven points of theater of like, but you think about the architecture, the architecture of place. Uh-huh. And I really enjoyed the Muni bus from Muni bus episode was, one. Muni bus was the best. And so I feel like living room in um, 2.1, I mean, it, it could have been awesome if we would have had some details, like it was sunken in like a 70s one, like it was like a pit, and then like brother and sister were coming home. You guys have to listen to the last episode, I don't know what we're talking about. But it just, it didn't even burgeon into the ways of like, what? And yeah, I think the le- living room sex fantasy wasn't my favorite. I think so far it's still the Muni bus for sure. The the mini bus is awesome. Well, hopefully we have some good sex fantasies today, and we will see what the people of San Francisco and the world think of, and we will make their dreams come true like a fairy godmother. 415-550-0511 for your fairy godmother to put glitter all over your face. <laughs> you want, all right. You want to so- be glitter bombed? All right, so I say so. The first person we have is is this person who I've actually met. I met him once. He's someone who follows me on Facebook mm. and follows me on Instagram. He met me in the Castro once and asked for a picture, and we took a picture. And 
that was about it. And I said, hey, I'm doing a sex phone sex podcast. For the record, he is... I'm like 28. He like might be 78. So did you take your shirt off? For I did said, not. Said picture. I did not because I felt like though I guess it's legal to take your shirt off in the Castro. It's sure. you can. The only thing illegal, you can walk around naked, but you're not allowed to sit, sit down, down without a towel. You can't let the bottom of your dick or your nutsack touch any kind of public bench. I think that I'm, I'm kind of happy with that rule because I don't think I... I'm, I'm glad that someone was like, you know, we are, we're all for body positivity and like, you know, nudity, but there also is like a boundary. I mean, this guy wish probably wanted me to be butt naked, but who knows, maybe in the sex fantasy, we're going to make this come true. If you <laughs> And he's sending a lot of emojis. So this mm. is, so that, you know what that means. <laughs> if, if you wrapped your junk in, in saran wrap, could you sit on any bench you wanted? If I Anywhere. wrapped my junk in saran wrap, could I sit wherever I wanted? Yes. I think that's yes, because then the, the it's not junk touching. is yeah. <laughs> you don't need a you don't need a towel. You just need saran wrap. So let's get the first guy on. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna bring down the sun mix mm-hmm. a little bit. Bring it down. Take it out. Okay. Yeah. Take it out. Who's coming? Here we go. So I'm gonna say gonna the, the number. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell Four, him to call. Five, 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 zero, 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 call. Five, so, um, call four four one five 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 zero zero five one one. I'm a little scared for this one because I actually you actually know this. I don't guy. know this person. For the record, I do not know this person. Oh, barely. I like took a picture with this person, and I'm like really grateful that. Um, that we that we did this, but like also, I just don't know what the sex fantasy is, and I'm assuming the sex fantasy is going to involve me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I told people tonight who I was talking to, I'm like, dude, it's free phone sex. You can identify. Shit down, Good evening and welcome to Old Soul Radio. I'm your host, Professor Uri, and I'm Jima. And we got Sife in the building. Sup, Sife? Everybody feature in Sife. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Tonight we got a special guest named Callie J, who is on his way. He'll be here a little later. That's all right. Um, but for now, we're just going to play some music, um, listen to some shit that me and Jai have been listening to. Yep. Some new albums coming out. Hella albums coming out. I think people are gearing up for summer, man. A lot of stuff to discuss, too, you know, like the shows that have been going on and mm-hmm. all that, man. Just Hell yeah. Good hip-hop shit. Yep. Hip-hop so, shit. So we're going to start out with some tracks, and then uh, maybe when that Cali gets here, we'll start uh, getting into some shit. Facto. Facto. All right. So um, uh, I know this first one, Denzel Curry just came out with his album Zoo. This single's been out for a minute. Maybe we'll play some of his other album that hasn't just came out too. But um, this song, Ricky, fucking slaps. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is Ricky. Make sure the channel's right. Yeah. Big, big, large pocket 
Shit, I can't recall. Just know a stripper made a tip like a bank reward. I just drunk all night, fucked up all night. So tell me what the fuck these bitches hating for? They hate me, they hate they. Why they hate the boy? Cause we making all the hits that they can't record. Me and my daddy was a shit back in 84. It's a God in your presence, better praise the Lord. I got a nigga going down like I paid him for it. And I shine so hard that you can't ignore it. I shine so bright, take shots all night. You niggas so broke, you make the way to board. With a team, not the city, really waiting for the takeover. The city like it's waiting for us. Once we on, they gon' be like, who came before us? Once we on, then y'all out. Big money, shut it down. You know I me, mean? I like to sip my drink. And I ain't got no shame at all. Chips, big money. I'm in beast mode. I got that henny in me, so I'm going full throttle like a hemi. Got her body busting like a semi. Got her bacon, give me, give me. Tell her hold up, I'm finna take a shot at Remy. Ooh, Remy mode. 
Drinking in the Ashton morning. All my niggas would be flossing, flossing. Oh shit, five off in the bubble. Saw the bottles in the back, nigga toss it. You know me, I like to sip my drink. And I ain't got no shame at all.
bills, I can't shake hands, I gotta give you a pound. Wave my bank account, quadruple, think I'm still slanging pounds. Told them catching my vote for who trying to get this dope across the border. Screw up, I'm from East Atlanta, but stand my ground like it's Florida. Fuck the church, fuck the bailer, fuck the local reporter. Tell the hoax to my lawyer, go up slicker than all. Parked the door and wrote the raid to the truck with the odds. Look like a roar, still a ship every time I bring out my cars. By the bar, neighborhood superstar 24K, Bruno Mars, down to the drawers I'm thinking large, talking old money, she go to bars Blue sound, 20, futuristic, moving this park This scooch, oh my gosh, back at it again Back at it In the kitchen, whipping, I'm rapping again Whipping Keep on playing, bitch, then I'm stabbing your friend Woo I'm in the hood, they think I'm back trapping again Trapping Oh my gosh, back at it again. Hey, hey, on my grizzly niggas, back back in again. Hey, hey, be gon' fall that on me, back back in again. Hey, keep a quarter on me, back back in the bins. Catch, catch.
On my neck, give me frostbite. Foreign whips taking trips, that's the bus life. Bad bitch wanna see what my sauce like. I flash money, talk shit, and I floss like. Fuck with a bro, bitch, I cannot. Big dog in this bitch like the sandlot. Finna run a quick play, that's a handoff. DVS on my neck, it's a dance off. I don't ask for no head, she get straight to it. Tell her pull the track out, now her hair ruined. Baby, get the dick, my feelings not included. She wanna go around in her mind, it's booted. When I'm smoking on, louder than the car. Alarm. Got your baby mama busting like a fire alarm. I just run up, big bags. I just hey, shoot movies hey, and hey, I pop tags. I'm a run, 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 run a bag up. I just hit one time, then I pass her. Hey, I know they can't stand us. Hey, wipe them off just like dandruff. I'm a run, 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 run a bag up. No, you a broke boy, so just back up. Hey, I just want my bands up. Hey, I just want my bands up. Big buffies on my face, so I'm a vampire. She gon' bust it wide open for the Aquamar. I saw this different fire, honey, you know I got that fire. Bitches, bowls in the trunk, bowls in the tar. I'm that nigga that make you spice up your lifestyle. Put a 50 on a glass of pussy pipe down. Jumped off the porch earlier, was a wild child. You were never on the scene, you just came out. I'm a authentic hot boy like Turk in them. Watch Twine start gigging when that work came in. Your main dude was on my line when them purse came in. And I'ma sell it for the high, I don't got two for 10. This was got me geeked up, I heard. You was a powder puff You can still get your ass beat If Brody Jinky tough Oh, you that nigga in your bag, huh? You done made a hundred thousand Out the trap, huh? I just hit one time, then I pass her. Hey, I know they can't stand us. Hey, wipe them off just like dandruff. I'm a run, 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 run a bag up. No, you a broke boy, so just back up. Hey, I just want my bands up. Hey, I just want my bands up. $28 smoothie, new toolie, left hand in the coochie, swerving, hope a nigga don't crash on. Choosy Susie, broke for a new coupie, new coochie, same one, bigger head on in the movie. Play, walk up on the fast, no, 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 no show. I don't even want the push, just don't. 200 for the cologne, make a post like Malone. Oh, get up out my face, run out real nigga some dope. Glock 40 when I slide, and I still rep that mob. Got a country ass bitch when I fuck her, she yeehaw. Sit it down in the city, up the park 55. I'm a piece of that shit that you heard, it was right. You would never see my bitch going to motherfucking McDonald's. You bought the bitch of Michael Kors off top, that song. Run up that bag, run up no mask. Fuck her, then smash. This would not last. I'm a run, 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 run a bagger. I just hit one time, then I pass her. Hey, I know they can't stand us. Hey, wipe them off just like dandruff. I'm a run, 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 run a bag up. No, you a broke boy, so just back up. Hey, I just want my bands up. Hey, I just want my bands up.
Hello? Here's a little something about a bitch like me. Rule number one, don't touch my weed. If I ain't pass, don't puff my weed. Niggas with money is all I need. She goes to the back, cause she only live once. She goes with the blood, give eyes to the front. She goes to the back, cause she only live once. She goes with the blood, give eyes to the front. She goes to the back, cause she only live in here cali j everybody he brought he brought with him another fucking warrior of the city let's Uh, give it up for ozer thanks for coming through i'm good man these mics sound crisp uh, yeah, you know how we, we finally do it. got them all working at once again. You know, you know how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> ship shape. Get the sound right. <laughs> Fucking ship shape. Uh huh. So yeah. Cali, I just I'm like looking at myself. It's the first time we did this. So Cali, um, you got a lot going on right now, man. Somebody here? 
Oh, for sure. No, I was waving at Oh, you're in the camera. We're not, we're not quite used to it yet, but it's, it's pretty dope. So, Kelly, you got a lot going on right now. We've been talking about, like, the present a lot, but I, but since you're here, we've never actually had an interview with you. You've been here a bunch yeah, of times, crazy, but man. you never actually had your own interview mm -hmm. here. I want to take it for our listeners from the beginning, if that's all right. Of so course, like, that's, always, that's always all right. So, for those that don't know, I mean, I know, but for those that don't know, where are you from, and how did you begin to be an artist? Because I was going to say do music, but you really don't just do music. You right. do a lot more. Right. Um, from the beginning, so I'm from I'm from San Francisco. I was technically born in Oakland, mm -hmm. but I was raised out here in San Francisco. Uh, I grew up in the Mo. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, how did I become an artist? Man, like the first time I heard music, you know, I I feel like I was an artist, you know, and I didn't even get into rapping until I was probably like. What, 13, 14 years old, for real. Before that, Word. you know, I was I was watching, like, Michael Jackson and, you know, listening to a whole bunch of oldies <laughs> funk and, like, you know, Afro-Latin jazz and shit. So I always liked to dance and sing. Mm. And I went to, for anybody, you know, from Frisco who knows, like, the schools out here, I went to Rooftop yep. from mm -hmm. elementary to, like, sixth grade. And, you Him know, too, like, right? You went no, to no, 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 I'm no, tripping. No. <laughs> Sorry. But not nah, so I, I went to rooftop and that was an alternative school and they focused highly on arts and stuff and like I'm forever thankful to my mom for putting me in the schools like that because yeah. it just made it to where like I see life through art, I live life through music mm -hmm. and it's kind of I've always seen my life dealing with music, mm -hmm. entertainment, just art expressing myself no mm -hmm. doubt it's kind of hard to imagine myself doing anything else mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean you said you wanted to sing at first and then you kind of got more into rapping like what so, helping with the transition there? so it is how it worked so i was you know i was heavily into singing and dancing mm -hmm. you yeah. know doing shit like that and uh, in eighth grade, I actually, I felt like I got introduced to spoken word and poetry. Mm. Okay. And, um, you know, so anybody who knows what's up with Youth Speaks, I've, like, I've done a lot of close work with Youth Speaks. And they've, you know, from the jump from, like, coming to my school and performing, mm -hmm. like, inspired me to be like, man, like, this spoken word shit is kind of dope. Yeah. You know, like, let me see what I can do with it. And then... um yeah, also, my mom, you know, who's from New York, she put me on the hella East Coast hip-hop, mm, you know, okay. growing up. That's so crazy. It's hella funny, like, to be honest, like, I didn't really grow up on Bay Area hip-hop right. as much as I grew up on, you know, East Coast. What are some of, like, the albums your mom would play for you from the East Coast? Uh, my mom's and my stepdad, they would, um, Black Star was, like, the first, mm -hmm. the first one. You feel me? Most Def Talib Kweli. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, I was heavy in, into Bone Thugs. And I know they ain't, yeah. like, East Coast. They from, you know, Cleveland. But Bone Thugs was how... Bone Thugs was how I really started, like, getting into rapping. I used to print out the fucking lyrics, right? Yeah. Like, rehearse that shit. And you like to sing, too. So, you know... They yeah, had the, so it just... Mm -hmm. That was the perfect, you know, mm -hmm. perfect mm -hmm. example. But, um... Yeah, I think it was spoken word and poetry that really got me into rapping. And, mm -hmm. you know, that combined with the fact that I was listening to these, you know, lyricists, these MCs, mm -hmm. um, you know, and of course, you know, like Souls of Mischief, mm -hmm. you know, out here and um, 
those like these real hip hop cats that was really rapping mm -hmm. and the beats was like going crazy you know mm -hmm. I just I fell in love with it mm -hmm. you know? so you say like souls of mischief sorry one sec. you say souls of mischief I'm jumping around here but like last night you performed at Hyro after dark yeah so like that's from from listening to souls of mischief to today yeah what does that feel like you know what i mean like does this is it still like a, as a big of a deal as you thought it would have been when you were first listening to them before you knew them or is like so much happened that you feel like this is just what's supposed to be happening mm. right now um it's great i feel like everything that's happening now is supposed to happen absolutely you know yeah. and that's how i feel about everything not just music mm. but mm -hmm. speaking on on souls of mischief and hieroglyphics like you know as a whole you know mm -hmm. crew and brand and um they're definitely definitely one of the main reasons i i started going hard mm -hmm. and rapping and um just realizing like man like i could do this shit independent right and really build my own brand and have control over that you know yeah. and the message i'm trying to put out so it was crazy you know it's like out of all of hieroglyphics, you know, I listen to Souls of Mischief. That mm -hmm. was my, you know, that was my jig out, right. out the whole crew. And so it was just hella funny, you know, listening to their albums. And, you know, everybody has like a favorite in the group, low key. Right. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it was hella funny. I always just fuck with um, A pluses versus the mm -hmm. most. And so. Shout out actually, to A plus. Shout out yeah. A plus. Like real, real, shrill individual. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, so it was hella funny how we met, actually. My homie Frack, who I performed with mm -hmm. at Hyrule After Dark, me and that man, we've been knowing each other since 14 years old. We went yeah, to high school yeah. together and been rapping together oh, wow. since then. So like 11 years now. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. Right, and so we actually, we did this show at, um, we did this show in Oakland. It was like a benefit for, um, for Blowfly, you know, to save his house. Mm. It was like a fundraising show. And wow, that's crazy. It's crazy, right? Mm. And so, we, <laughs> and we were all there and like, you know, A plus was performing and we met, me and Frag met him backstage and, you know, from there, from the jump, like you could feel the energy is hella humble, you right. know, just like straight up cordial with you. And, you know, he was, he's a very kind spirit, mm -hmm. so, you know, I think that was the start. And, you know, over the years, you know, we ran into him, you know, more and more. And, like, we started to chop it up and, like, mm. built this bond. And I feel like he's just always somebody who looks out, you know. And so, right. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like going from just listening to the music not even knowing them mm -hmm. to then getting to know him as a person, mm. that shit, like, really that meant a lot and that mm. I feel like that inspired me to keep doing what I'm doing so by the time last night comes I knew, mm -hmm. I'm like yo this is all supposed to happen but this shit is hella surreal yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's crazy yeah, yeah man I mean how did you feel when you were actually up there you know was it everything like was it, was it just a big like crowd a, too yeah. it wasn't like a small side stage kind of thing yeah well it's at crowd. the midway right yeah at the yeah midway, okay so, which was hella cutty because from the out i'd never been there it was my first time it's hella new oh really the yeah. outside you huh. know i'm like what's this and then yeah. i've driven past that hella times right yeah. so <laughs> the inside i was like i know y'all had all this going on right? Right. Yeah. Crazy. but yeah being up there um wow being up there was it was like a dream mm. you know it's like a dream and i was like I'm having fun. I feel at home when I'm on stage, you know. Mm -hmm. But I was still like, 
Yeah. This is like a milestone, low key. Yeah, yeah. So it was a goal I set in my head. Yeah. yeah, you know. And this is right after. I mean, we just had uh, the Jealous guys on a few weeks ago, yeah, and they were yeah. telling us about the show you did Bro, in Stanford too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like right after that too. And that show, like, I've seen footage of that. You know, like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shout out Stanford. Shout out uh, Stanford Black Fest and all the organizers who put that together. Yeah. Like, yo, that was crazy, bro. Was that the biggest crowd you ever performed for? Uh... Yeah, probably it was yeah. one of the biggest. I can't remember. I, there might be one bigger, but I can't. Right. That was that. No, nah, that was definitely the biggest. Guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ain't going front. That was an outdoor festival. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but it was that shit was beautiful because um. Yeah, it's like I remember I went to go down and do the audition. Um, I was actually supposed to oh, audition, audition last year. For it. Yeah, oh. I was supposed to audition last year oh. for it, but I had to work and the schedule conflicted with it. So mm. oh, I was okay. like, all right. But that shit would have been lit because they had, um, I think, two chains. Yeah, two chains and Dreezy were headlining last year. Oh, wow. Yeah, and wow. I was like, oh, two chains you know, and Drake or no, no, Dreezy? Dreezy. Okay, Dreezy. Shout out Dreezy because Dreezy's raw as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. I definitely wanted to go see that show. But anyway, so I was like, I'm going to fuck with y'all next year. And so this year I was like, What's yeah. good? I drove down to Stanford for the interview, not the interview, but the audition. The audition. Yeah. So how like, was how was all? Yeah. What is an audition, audition like? Okay. Yeah. So this is what it was like. Have y'all seen American Idol? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> it was like that. I walk into a quiet room. No. I walk into a quiet room with three judges. You feel me? And they're like, All right, we're gonna play your music. You can play your music off this. And I was like, all right, cool. They were like, you got 10 minutes. And I was like, all right, smooth. Put the music on and just perform my shit right really? there. Acapella, yeah, no mic. Oh, that's and crazy. Yeah, it was. What were you playing the music simple. off of? Did they have, like, speakers? Or did yeah, they have, it was like, a, a speaker. Oh, okay. Speaker. Oh, so. so did you have to do, like, the crowd control shit and everything? Yeah. <laughs> Put your hands up. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. It doesn't matter. Put your hands up. <laughs> Put your hands up. <laughs> yeah, for real. Nah, real talk. It, this is how I see it. It's like I perform just how I perform in front of you know the crowd that we performed in yeah. you know if it's fat whether it's three people or three thousand people i'm gonna mm -hmm. perform the same yeah. you right. know just so you know it's like if it's a little bit of people i want you to feel like it's hella people yeah, yeah. exactly you know what i'm saying and when it's hella people i want to make people feel like i'm looking at you yeah you know right oh. it's about just expanding the experience yeah like yeah, I take I take my performance very seriously. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, do you, I mean do you have like a, a I mean a, I don't know about rigorous, but do you have like a steady like rehearsal schedule you keep before a show or something, or you just like you just have it down already? And you just like you know, I got it. You know, like you have like a set that you, you usually have hey, down. Baghead. Uh, oh, baghead. <laughs> Shout out baghead. Yeah, he's there too. He's there too. <laughs> But um, sorry to answer your question. I don't really have a, a strict, rigorous like rehearsal schedule. But um, you know, when I as soon as I hear about a show that I have, I'm like I try to take into consideration, you know, where I'm performing. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying what kind of event it is, and that's how I'll set up, you know, my um, my set. But mm -hmm. you know, other than that, it's like I usually have it down and mm -hmm. I have a plan in my mind. Okay. And you know, I'll just pull up to the show and like make the shit happen. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I like to rehearse at least once though. At yeah. least once before. Yeah. No doubt. What um 
tell me about some of your projects and like i feel like you have a very specific way of putting out music like where there's usually like kind of a theme behind your albums like raincoat saucy series what's raincoat saucy mean for those yeah, that don't know for those on raincoat saucy was hella many how it came to <laughs> word shout out adiemi shout out adiemi yeah. adiemi beats is that's my brother right there and like that's really the only music i've been putting out has been produced by adiemi yeah yeah you know, i just like you know you you fuck with who you fuck with mm-hmm. you know and i like Definitely. to stick with the people who i rock with from the jump so um but yeah Renko saucy was it was just like this metaphorical concept low-key mm-hmm. you know it's like everybody you know you hear it's raining game in the bay right mm-hmm. right and I'm sure anybody who's lived here even for the last few years can attest to that. You know, there's always like some new game you could get put on, some new information to learn. It's like right. people are innovating all the time out here, creating mm-hmm. new ways to promote their businesses, music, whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was just like, you know, it's raining game. Feel me, need a raincoat out here. Mm. It started out as a lyric, you know, in a song. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, man. That's the that was the whole raincoat element. And saucy is just, you know, you know, when you saucy, mm-hmm. it's self-explanatory, bro. It's, yeah. It's like, I want to. It's self-explanatory. Everybody you know, know what you sauce just, is. You, you're driven. Yeah. You know, you just drenched. You. <laughs> drenched. <laughs> yeah, bro. But that's why you need a raincoat. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> For me, it was just like that was my description of you know the the culture, the swag out here in the Bay mm-hmm. that I grew up with is just you know, and that's kind of what I wanted the songs to encompass. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's it's fun, it's lit music that mm-hmm. you know you could turn up to, you could dance to, you could vibe to, but it's also like droplets of game sprinkled throughout. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, it's like, yeah. It's just, yeah, you know, that's been that's the culture out here, man. It's the folks I I really fucked with as I got older and really got more into rapping and shit. You know, E40 of course, mm. Too Short. Yeah, I was about to ask like, you. Like straight mm-hmm. game, like mm-hmm. I listen to them mm-hmm. all the time. Of course, yeah. you know, since I was since I really got into rapping and shit, and so. Who else, besides, like, besides E-40 and Too Short, some other, like, Bay Area, like, rappers that are really important to you? Really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, for surely listen to... Fuck, we can go all over the place, but... Give me, like, five. Three or four five. Five? Okay, okay. <laughs> three, four, five. Ten. Explain. All right, you, you definitely got you got the major you got Mac Dre, Mac you got Dre. Too Short, mm-hmm. you got E Forty, you got Cool Night, mm-hmm. you got um, I Said Souls, you know R B L Posse, all them, and um, you know what's crazy is like I didn't listen to nicotina and crypto as much growing up until right. I got older. Really until after I met Queezy. Right. <laughs> That's when I was really yeah. like, all right, yeah, let me, you know, I knew Jungle, bro. That was my uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jungle Still the shit. Yeah. Still the shit. That was Still the first slapping, crypto man. verse I ever heard. Word. Right? Oh, and then dope. I met him like a year later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. That's cool. ill. Cool ass dude. Cool ass individual. Yeah. Shout out Queezy. Um, and Big Rich. Big Rich is hella important to me. No. Oh, yeah. Top, bro. Like, project, shout out bigger. Shout out uh, project level because you know I've been rapping for a while. You know mm-hmm. before I before I got introduced to project level. But then once I went there, you know, and really like was 
working and learning under uh, Rich's mentorship, like, mm. I just got gamed up so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? And just it changed the way I look at look at doing music, um, look at doing art. Yeah. Anyway, so like it encouraged me to work harder. Right. And uh, I guess you know really pay attention to my branding. Right. You know what I mean? And like trip on how am I promoting myself it's as very a brand, right. as a person too, out in the world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I was listening to uh, Raincoat Saucy earlier, and I don't know Wait. if it's like intentional or, but you, something I heard you say a lot was how to like you know value time over money and like you know like use your time well so like what's something that keeps you um you know using your time wisely and being productive and like keep pushing to where you want to be that's a good you know? question that's a hell of a question thanks bro thanks bro <laughs> yeah, i mean I, I truly believe that i feel like time is more precious than money but, mm-hmm. you know I definitely believe everybody needs to get their money, get paid for what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, and like, you know, live the life that you want to live. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about for me. That's my motivation. That's what encourages me to use my time wisely mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I want to have this thing about being better than I was before mm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Always. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like if I got time to improve myself, mm-hmm. you know, then that's what I'm gonna do. I I know what I want for my life. I want to be able to be, you know, I want to be able to live on my own time. Like if you can relate to that, it's like I just want to take trips, travel the world, right, and create shit. Right. And I think that's because you know I learned to fall in love with the process. Right. Like everything I do, artistically, creatively, it's like I love doing it. And I created my own method for doing it. And mm-hmm. once once you lay that down, mm-hmm. it's like all it is is consistency. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So mm-hmm. once you make it a pattern, then it's just a pattern. Right. 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 And everybody knows, especially I feel like if you're an independent artist, um, you know, a small business owner, a student, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like you know you have to spend your time doing shit you don't want to do. All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Right. right. And you know, the less control you have over your time you know what i mean it's like even once you're like successful right it's still like that you know what i mean even more probably i mean i don't know but i'm just like i just know about like i'm just thinking like once like even once you get to that point that you like that you've been trying to get to your whole life right like once you're there you're now you're trying to get somewhere else right 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 it's harder to get everywhere you know what i mean so it's it's ill like that yeah of course so I mean, where I mean, well, you're saying you like to want to travel and stuff. Like, where's what do you want to do now at this point? Like, do you have you know what what do you have? What are the next steps for you right now? Next steps for me is um yeah traveling more, doing shows. Yeah, and um, where would you like to like, go? Everywhere, bro. Everywhere, yeah. Everywhere, bro. Yeah. I'm trying to go to I'm trying to go to Jamaica. I'm trying to go Jamaica. To, yeah, that's more for personal. Oh, okay. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. You feel me? I like beaches, so oh, okay. I'm really trying to go anywhere there's a beach. But as yes. far as with music and my art, um, I'm trying to go everywhere. You know, hit hit SoCal, mm-hmm. hit the East Coast. I got fam uh, in New York. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Shout out New York. Shout out my um, my folks, the Santana brothers, bro. They about to drop some shit. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah definitely. What's up? And um, 
Yeah, definitely gotta hit the south, bro. Right. Definitely gotta hit the south. I really want to go everywhere, wherever people are creating music. Right. Like, I don't like to limit myself. Right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know. While we're while we're speaking on uh, regions. Uh, when we were when we were uh, talking on here off the air, <laughs> we were talking on here off the air. We were we were talking a lot about like the city right now and like right. everything that's brought us up to this point. And Ozer, on fire right Ozer, now, I want man. you to speak on this too if mm-hmm. you down. Like, can y'all can y'all t- talk to me about like. Uh, like if there was someone that's coming up to you, right? Yeah. And they wanna like know what's going on in San Francisco when it comes to like the underground hip hop scene. 